Hey, this is the Max and Tony Show. We are back with episode 10. Episode 10, we made it. We made it to 10 episodes. I, I actually forgot it was episode 10 until you just said that. And we're back at full strength today. Max back from uh, being a movie star. Yeah, yeah. So how did it go? You shot Chicago PD last week. Yeah, it was... Um, well, let's start from the beginning here. I, I got the audition... Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, right? Um, Through our magnificent agent, Bob uh, Schrader, Robert Schrader, and Don, Robert Schrader, and Donna, yes. Donna Simon from Grossman Jack. Yes. Um, shout out, big shout out. Uh, I got the call from uh, Donna. I, well, I, I missed, I missed the first call. I'm sorry about that. She, she got mad about that, but that's that's okay. She told me I had an audition for PD, and I'd be playing. Uh, a stoner security guard that there you uh, go. Yeah, there's a did stretch. You, did you have to do any research for that? I, <laughs> I did a I did a lot of method research. Mm, good for you. A lot of it. Um but not, you know, and then the shoot was the next week, but before the shoot, you know, she said, "Okay, you have an audition." I did the audition. You know how auditions go. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. they're nerve wracking, you know. So yeah, and you get and usually, at least my experience, uh, unlike you, who gets it. You know, the second audition you ever go to, it was I, like twenty auditions before it, I ever got a part. This was this was my second um, Dick Wolf audition. <laughs> doom doom. And uh, so the the day of the audition, after it was done, I felt good. I didn't feel like amazing or anything, but you uh-huh. know, I felt good. And then I get a call and. Bob basically told me I was in the running for the part, mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically up to the higher ups to decide what was going to happen. Next day, no word, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, I kind of accepted. Sometimes silence is an answer, you know. Yeah, hey, I, that's this business. I sort of know? accepted, you know, by the end of that day, um, that hey, maybe I didn't get it, and uh, you know, hey, top two, that's good. Mm-hmm. Then I'm uploading the Steve Conrad podcast uh, Friday, and I get a call, and I got the part, and shot it the next week. I shot the scene with uh, Patrick Fluger and uh, Leroy Hawkins, Hawkins, and um, they were nothing but kind and and, and, Oh, yeah, they're a good bunch. They're a good bunch down there, man. They're nice guys. It was a surreal feeling. I got treated like a king. Honestly, it was plus like scale for one day is like crazy good now. Yeah, let's not talk. Let's not talk about. No, let's not talk about talk, what I we get. We won't paid. talk about numbers, but I but mean, I, got, I, I was amazed that that you know when I first started, scale was much much less, and now it's like uh, it's it's actually okay. It, it was a it was a healthy check. Thank you, SAG. Yes, you know. Thank you, SAG. Thank you, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Chicago PD. So, did you enjoy it? I loved it. I yeah. want more. I oh, want yeah. more. Yeah, it's... I think that's what I think that's what you want after. Once you start getting into you know, movies for free, man, you're doomed. You're you know you're kind of yeah. Now wait, this was your second <coughs> audition. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was. No, 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 not ever. Okay. Uh, you know, I've I've auditioned in college. Um, but it was your second one for a uh, Dick Wolf show, right? It was my second Dick. Yeah, I auditioned for Med before that and uh-huh. I oh and I blew it. Oh, I was Did you so jag that one? Bad. Did I jag it? Yes, I jagged it. Oh man. But no, I mean it's whatever. It's I've had those, man. The, where you just walk out of there like, "Holy shit. I, I should just walk in front of a fucking truck." Shout now. out, Jeez. shout out my shout out my my brother Greg Meltzer who's back in Chicago. He was going over the lines with me when we were doing the med audition and he uh-huh. just <laughs> fell silent and he goes, yeah, dude, I don't know if you should do this. <laughs> yeah. Way to encourage you. Yeah. Nothing like, like nothing eye, like having a pal, you know? My eyes got all white. I'm like, fuck, dude, seriously? Man, you, you should come with me to Oregon to be an organic farmer, man. You know, fuck this. You know, you know what, though? Uh, you you got to fail. You oh, know, amen. Do you, you ever? Know you know, know it's a, there's this you great ever? thing online of, of Peter Dinklage talking about you know the process he went through to become an actor and he said his favorite quote is samuel beckett you know fail fail again fail better fail yeah i I mean yeah that's the process i mean this this toughens you up uh i believe me i have had incredibly fucked up auditions well Um, how i mean how how does it feel how about this 
it feels way worse to have a bad audition than way better to get the role if that makes sense you know it's a it's a way the feeling is stronger yeah defeat is annihilating defeat is way stronger than the win than the victory in retrospect it is but i mean uh yeah, I mean, when you when you come up short on something, it's annihilating, oh, it especially sucks. especially when you're an actor. I mean, yeah, because you are your instrument. I mean, and you can't help but feel sometimes that an assessment uh, that your uh, uh, audition was not all that it could be means they don't like you. You you constantly conflate those things. That has nothing to do with it, but that's the way you see it. Yeah. Because you're your own instrument, you know. Um, I had to learn how to audition. I had to, I, I luckily I took a class from Jane Brody when she was still offering one, and it was a huge help. Yeah, let um, me plug let me plug the class I took actually that helped me the Vagabond School. Um, oh, the Vagabonds. Yeah. Vagabond School. I took uh, I took it under Michael McCracken and um, knowledgeable guy. Really, really taught me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I always tell you know young actors, you know, I mean, and a lot of people always say to me, "Well, you, you're pretty much an untrained artist." It's like it, it's not really that way for theater or for acting, though. I mean, you should attempt to get all of the training that you can. And, yeah, and, and and the best way to do it is do a lot of theater, do a lot of improv, do a lot of you know. If if you're unsure about acting, I say take Second City because there's full of a, a bunch of unsure people. That's yeah, that's where do, I started. I would say do a lot of storefront theater yeah. too if you can. You know? Yeah, I th- I think if you're sure about it though, try the annoyance. You got to perfect your armor. Yeah, man, I'm you at know? yeah I'm at the annoyance right now, and it's the I mean just the level of talent that's there is insanely They're good, pretty man. great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good for them too. I yeah. haven't tried the IO yet and maybe I will, you, but you got to get in front annoyance. of a live audience and it's terrifying, yeah. believe me. You walk out there and it's they're, they're there and you're there. I you know what though? It, it, this goes back to PD. I think everything is terrifying besides the actual part where you have to do it like all before yeah. you get on stage, before you get uh, you know, marked up to do a scene with LaRoyce and, and Fluger, you know? It's yeah. my stomach was in knots and then right when it's, well, it's you know, process. when it's go time, yeah. it all goes away. It's, it's great. Like, yeah. Dude, you better you better get out there and do it or you're gonna jag. Yeah. And that was the feeling I got, you know. It was uh yeah, it, it's a good feeling. Act this journey when of you're acting. you doing the is, actual work, it's, been it's, nuts. it's astonishing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's really uh, well when you enervating. How, when you take someone for surprise, that's that's the best part. Yeah, I think it's to um, sort of go above those expectations. When you do that as an actor, that's that's kind of what I live for to do. You know, I'm bummed that the the episode airs like November second, right? and you're going to be gone. I'm right? going to be gone. Right? I, I leave for Paris. October 30th. Right. And uh, I'm going to have to, you know, watch it on the internet or something. I yeah, you have... could, you'll be able to stream that. I know, yeah. I know. But I wanted to have a little viewing party. Oh, and, you know, yeah. Well, mean... well I'll, I'll have a viewing party, but um, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, for all I know, the episode's today. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've been reading the script wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's episode eight. I think episode six comes out. This week, so it's in yeah. two weeks. Well, usually, you know, you know, the one good thing about episodic television, um, particularly with those shows, is you shoot them, and two weeks later they're on. Yeah, you know, they move pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Television has to move fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, something we don't have to wait for anymore: the NBA. Yeah, and <laughs> their bulls are not off to an auspicious start. Oh my God, that. I look at my phone. Bobby Portis broke and the bone in Miritich's face. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. I go, guys, uh, I'm, when I mean you guys, I mean my, my mom and my dad here. Uh, I'm like, guys, Bobby Portis and Miritich just got in a fight, and Miritich is going to the hospital. And you guys are all silent. You guys are talking about something else. And I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> An hour later, you go, son, you hear Miritich got knocked out by Portis? I'm like... Dude, I just said that an hour ago. He goes, "Yeah, but this is this is crazy." Well, I didn't realize you broke a bone in his face and stuff. Yeah, you know? um, I mean, I would think you you have to wave Portis. I mean, you know, Portis. I I really like Portis. I mean, I think he's an aggressive player, 
And you look in his eyes and you realize know, that man. man's crazy. That yeah, he's, he and is, that's about it. It's he like is fucking unglued. He's got you know? he's got a bunch of crazy stuff. He's in his head. He's got an inconsistent game. I'm personally over him. I think his rookie year, I was like, this guy's got a lot of promise. I'm over it now. Yeah, it's you know, I'm well, so you can't s- have him like banging up the rest of your team. You know, no, and and I'm I'm already over. I've been over Miritich for a while now. Yeah. Pump fakes at no one. Yeah. Then drives into five people. It's, I don't like Miritich. I, and you know what's so he play, funny? He plays Eastern, uh, Eastern Bloc basketball. We just you know? we just drafted Vladimir Putin basketball. Yeah, we know? traded Jimmy Butler and we drafted the the power forward uh, from Finland, the rookie. Now he gets to start. It's so funny. He came into yeah. like with this probably. I think. The most heavy competition is at that Miritich, is right? at that power forward spot. Yeah. yeah, with Miritich and Portis, they just cancels each other out. Now the rookie gets just, to play. Yeah, they just both shit to bed. Yeah. Um, speaking, you know, and then we were watching the, the opener, Celtics, the Cavs. opener, Celtics, Cavs, and Gordon Hayward. Awful. Gordon Hayward, uh, I guess, broke his leg, broke his ankle, but it looked. Like, oh man, it looked awful. The image was so like it was his ankle hanging off his leg, but I thought it was his whole leg just yeah twisted up. First of all, TNT, what are you doing showing me yeah. that? I don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah, you don't have to show that. At least warn everyone before you before you do it. Yeah, that this is disturbing. Like, I mean, even, even even the other team, even the Cavs, were like, oh man. Oh, you, Dwayne were... Wade's. Praying, you. I mean, yeah. I showed you the bench reaction. Uh, I mean, the whole Cavs bench cleared out. They couldn't look at it. I mean, that's the last thing you want to see as a professional athlete. And then the shot at Derrick Rose. I'm like, man, that's the last thing Derrick wants to see. This guy's yeah, been no through kidding. like so many. Uh, Although he seemed to have had a good game last night. He had you an know, all right game. The Cavs stole the game yeah. at the end. You yeah, know? they did. But you know what? The Celtics were coming Celtics back. Celtics look good, and man. Even though. You know? Yeah, and I'll, I won't harp on the Celtics because they're not my team, but even though Hayward's out, that left more room for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Brown to do some Jaylen work. Jalen Brown had a good game. you know. He's, yeah, those are some athletic dudes. But uh, moving on, we won't talk about Golden State. They had their ring night. They lost. Yeah, I know that. Do you care about that? Yeah, I care. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know you're I'm, I'm very proud of Greg Pop- Popovich this know, week. Yeah. Oh, well, he's the man. I, but it's not even this week. It's 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 what he's been saying, you know, throughout Consistently the, since. the league. He's been, and you know what, though? Shout out to Greg Popovich. He's one of the best coaches of all time. He's probably, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the second best coach of all time after Phil. Some would say he's better than Phil, and that's fine. But I, you know, I think um, Steve Kerr and you know Stan Van Gundy, have, they've been vocal about this stuff too, and they don't yeah. get enough credit either. So shout out to those guys. Stan Van Gundy coaches the Pistons. Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr Golden State, your favorite team, yeah. Golden State. Why do you hate Golden State so much? I don't. Um, you're a LeBron guy. It just all it all it. it all started that 15-16 season when they were going for the Bulls record. Yeah, and they beat it. And then it was like, wow, is this considered the greatest team of all time? And I got really uncomfortable. Well, you got mad because Durant left Oklahoma City. To well, that was the next year. So yeah. LeBron beats the best record. Yeah, after coming back from three one. I mean, that was the best final series ever. We can, yeah. if anyone we, wants to argue with me, we, we can do that. that. Yeah. But um, then the next year, I don't, you know, I don't hate Golden State for going after the second best player in the world. That's not their fault. It's Durant's. He wants a ring, man. He wants you, to play in a winner. Nah, man. You got to stick with your team. You got to stick with the organization that drafted you has been keeping you in competition for a championship for years on yeah Every, but do you oh, want to be on one of those teams it's always going to be a bridesmaid never a bride i mean do, uh, do you honestly acor- want to do uh, that no according to who though they were one game away from the finals yeah and all of a sudden they blew it and then all of a sudden oh they were never going to make the finals what how i didn't say that okay but everyone said that it's like oh kevin durant can't win with those guys what do you mean he almost did yeah Go yeah. get, take another year, build, grow. Yeah, you know we don't know what would have happened that next I, season. I like Steph Curry. 
You know? Oh, dude, that guy's a tool. <laughs> Such a tool. Why is, he, why is he a tool? I mean, like, I'm just so sick of people saying he's the greatest player. And I it's never like said that. He's surrounded I just, yeah, I just by the most the talented cast. Do people Clay really Thompson say that might him? be a better shooter than him. That could be. Kevin Durant, you know? Draymond Green. You have a big four. Mm-hmm. That is unheard of today. Mm-hmm. Everyone talked about the big three. Everyone talked about, you know, oh, the duo of Shaq and Kobe. This is a big four. Yeah. There's five people on that court on the opposite on opposite teams. Mm-hmm. Four of them are insanely, incredibly talented. And I'm not trying to take away anything from the Warriors. I'm just saying it's like, don't be like, yeah, we beat you guys. It's like, yeah, because you have the best team, Money arguably, of all yeah. time. You know, it's like, yeah, Durant silenced the critics. No, he didn't. Every critic said he's going to win now because he took the cheap way out. No one was silenced. I don't think he took the cheap way out. I think he did what was what he needed to do as a player. You know, he wanted to play with a winning team. I, I get that. No, LeBron wanted to play with a winning team. Durant wanted a guaranteed easy way out. Oh, that's just man. my look, man. That's just my opinion. I don't think there's anything easy about winning the NBA championship. When you all. have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, replace Durant with LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. That's something. Yeah. Um. Also, the Cubs look like they're just about to shit the bed. Oh man, they're done. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to be one of those like. Apathetic socks. Oh no, fans. they're not. They're not hitting with the shit. They're not pitching with the yeah, shit. The I bullpen mean, is like non-existent. Obviously, if they can come back from three and zero, I'm all for it. But I mean, you know, they're not. Gonna, it's it's looking like know, one of yeah. those one of those. Uh, we'll we'll get them next year. Uh, things and that's fine. Get well, next you know, year. I mean, the, the, the Dodgers also, yeah. you know, give them credit where it's due. Yeah. All of those guys in October are hitting like 400. Well, also, who repeats in baseball? It's very rare. Now it's extraordinarily rare. The yeah. Yankees used to do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 like back in the day. But Now the Yankees are still in it, right, Chris? I believe so. Yeah, Yankees. I'm I'm kind of for the Astros. You what's, know? what's the series on that? Well, the last I saw, it was uh, the Astros were up two to one. I don't know what happened yesterday. What's okay. wrong? Are you mad at the Dodgers because they're beating the Cubs? No, no, I'm not. You know, I, I think that uh, I think the Cubs have made some lethal, stupid mistakes. You know, I mean, namely in in their pitching choices. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to believe that. Uh, you know, Madden, who I think is a wonderful manager, just doesn't seem to be able to manage this. The pitching? Yeah. Well, I mean, even they were saying that last year. I mean, um, <coughs> after they won the championship and Chapman went to the Yankees? Yeah. He kind of talked about how Madden didn't handle a certain situation, I think, in game six correctly. And Madden was like, well... I never discussed that with him, but if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. And it was all kind of just, you know, it was just whatever, but... The series it, is tied two to it, two. Okay, well... The Yankees and the Astros. Yeah, yeah, well, that moment there was sort of foreshadowing that Joe Madden has a hard time with the pitching. And, you know, I really don't know. I, and they just didn't really have enough. Yeah, you know? it, I mean, it look seems... Look at now, their bullpen, the only guy that they seem to be able to rely on a little bit is that Wade guy. Yeah, it seems like former they're going to have to just retool. Yeah, former Royal. Yeah, and uh, and Cal Edwards had a you know bright shining moment in the Washington Nationals uh, series, but other than that, I mean the the pitching's just been abysmal. Yeah, you know, Lackey's been getting lit up like a pinball machine. I feel bad for Lackey. Yeah, I mean Lester better than I thought he would be. Um, Arietta, I don't think he's a hundred percent yet, but. Uh, yeah, there, there also doesn't seem to be the same rampant, rabid hysteria surrounding the Cubs this year well, as there was last there year. There never is after that championship is won. I mean, look at the Blackhawks. Yeah. I mean, were we as excited and hysterical for that third championship as we were for the first two? Look at the moon landing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody yeah. cared after the first yeah, one. Yeah, fuck you. I, um, you know? I'm probably going to get a lot of heat, but I don't think that 1969 one is real. 
what? Do you honestly believe in that fake footage? Oh, man. Come on. Buzz, Dude. Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. You know, I mean, he might have, but he didn't do it on that video. Oh, bullshit. With the oh, Stanley man. Kubrick really? setups. Yeah. Oh, horseshit. And what movie came out that year? It's uh, 2001. Conveniently. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not. I'm not even going to touch this. Uh, yeah. Exactly. This Can we just move idiocy. on, please? Yeah. Okay. We'll save this for another day. I don't think the earth know? is flat or anything. I just I just think that, no, but that footage is what? You're, bogus, you're, you're, dude. You're like entering Alex Jones territory here. I don't think I am. I think I'm. I think I'm entering some some new territory here. Some. <laughs> they made a movie about it. Uh, uh, how it's supposedly fake. being fake called Capricorn One. Yeah. Starring yeah. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, and, O.J. And, that's and, right. Uh, James Brolin and. Uh, James um, Brolin or Josh Brolin? James Brolin is okay. five. Josh Brolin would have been like five. Okay. If made. he was even alive yet. Yeah. Like, true. You know? Yeah. O.J. and James Brolin were onto something. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. Max, did you uh, did you watch one of you're these? You're really just pulling my a, dick here, right? Have you got I down mean, a YouTube conspiracy hole? Is that what this is? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, what, uh, what started this? I, I'm not like I'm not I'm not like a huge I'm not like a huge conspiracy guy. I just I, other I think, than I think the moonwalk is fake. Other than that, other than that, Mrs. Kennedy, how'd you like to play that one? <laughs> that one. Just video of him. It's just not real. It's just not real. Okay. What? Okay. Nine eleven. Um. Let's just do the rundown. Come on. Uh. You know. I think. Um. There's a lot of suspicious activity surrounding that, but I don't think. Uh. I. I don't think it has to do with our government planning it. I think it has to a lot to do with our government being irresponsible about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. JFK. Oh. Uh. It wasn't. It wasn't Harvey Oswald. He might have done something. He, I think he was like a, like a, a patsy, is what he said. But I mean, just given all the evidence of what of where those JFK, shots went, I'm, and, I'm kind of Chris. I'm I'm kind of with him. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm. I'm just I'm. I don't think he was the only man. If he if there he was, was I think there were two it. shooters. I agree. Okay, so do I. Cool. I do think there were cool. two shooters. So do I. The um, uh, Area Fifty One aliens. Where are we on this? Uh, nah. No, 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 no aliens. Okay, the Illuminati. I think I think there are aliens. I just don't think we've discovered them in this like science fiction way. We want to have found them or whatever. I'm sure there's other life out there. Yeah. Okay, there's a bunch of others, but let's get back to the moon okay. landing okay. because I really think you're wrong on this one. The but, moon landing. But I, I I've seen you know a video where they're like, hey, if you speed it up, it looks like what would be happening on Earth. Right, you know, and um, there are tracks when there aren't supposed to be, and shadows are weird, and you know, I, I mean, it's I've, also I've, 1969 technology. Of course, I mean, it's it's uh, at best imperfect, you know. Well, well, dude, no, no, no. How how do they do that in 1969? Son, the computer you carry around in your pocket to call people up with is better than the one they sent people to the moon with. Okay, think about that. Yeah, that's why I I, que- I question if that computer in 1969 exists. Oh yeah, I mean they were, How? they were just big mainframe computers. It took rooms full of stuff to do what your iPhone can do now. I get that, but I just it looked like a set, dude. <sighs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, you're wrong. So, Max, I'm going to track down a video or a report that refutes all of that. Okay. And and I'm just I'll just send it to you, and then I think we should revisit this. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I once uh, they were like, I had an uh, my many of my auditions before my do me a favor famous Chicago PD audition. They were like, say something about yourself. (laughs) I go. It was a second city audition, so of course I was like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do something goofy. I was like, I'm Max Fitzpatrick and I think the nineteen sixty nine uh moon landing was completely fake. <laughs> and you Here's could tinfoil you hat, sir. could hear across the street, like it was yeah. so silent yeah. in that room. Yeah. And I go, Well, that didn't work the way I wanted it okay, to. The, the next time you have jury duty, you might want to bust that out then. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bust that one out. Oh, trust me, know? I'm doing everything I can to get out of that. <laughs> so Max, what other auditions are you going on these days? I'm I'm gonna come back to the acting stuff because I think um, I think you jumped off that topic too fast. No, yeah. Uh, I think um I 
I don't have anything like lined up or anything, but I I would like to audition for uh, the Second City Conservatory. I I think I'll confess this. Uh, I did audition for it, and I didn't get in. And uh, that happens, man. No, you know? yeah, but I, do you know how many guys w- that are famous washed out of DePaul's acting program? Well, yeah, not well. Not only that, but a it's bunch like, of them. Do you know how many people? Like, we can go even further and be like, do you know how many people were so successful in DePaul's acting program, Second City's acting program, and then just like couldn't find success outside of those institutions? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I get that, but I had a good audition. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it out there. I did. Well, Sonny, it happens. You know, <laughs> and, it may and not, you know you, what? You, you, what you do is you go back and you audition again. Yeah. No, I I get it. You know. You know. I, I think it was. I think there was stuff I didn't do correctly. I'm sure, but I, I don't know, man. That was one. That was the one where I was like really confused. Like, yeah. what? I'm going to tell you something about auditions. The minute you walk through the door, eighty percent of the casting person or or the actor that you're going to work with, their mind, their mind is made up. Eighty percent of it's cosmetic. You know, I, sometimes they take a look at you and go, "Boy, he's perfect. I hope the fuck he can act." Believe it or not, I was. Um, kind of upset that I didn't make a conservatory after that, so I did Google a bunch of uh, reasons why I potentially didn't make it. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, and I actually found um, a, a former director talking about what he, at, at Second City, like, talking about what he looks for in auditions, mm-hmm. and I literally read it, and I don't know. I mean... Well, wait. What are those things? Uh, yeah, like what? What are these keys that you've learned about auditioning, like, both of you? Okay, so I came in like it's weird. I I was like, okay, um, it, the instructions on the audition say don't wear anything flashy. Like, just don't do that. And then this guy talking is like, wear something, you know, a little, you know, that makes you stand out. So it's like w- this is confusing. It's exactly. Like, Make up your mind. Yeah, I think in general. You just in you have to do you. I think I read a lot of the points of like what you should do, and I dress very plain. I'm not a plain dressing guy. Yeah. I'm kind of like I kind of wear something that does make me stand out. But I was so obsessed with looking normal that I probably you know and normal. You did fine, man. Yeah, yeah. you go with khaki pants and like a golf shirt. Or yeah, something? I mean the one thing I've learned about auditions, they, they you know they send you the sides. And they always tell you, well, you, you really don't have to memorize them. And you know what I learned from that? Memorize them. I would never. You here's know, the thing. I don't ever walk in without the I, stuff memorized. I can't ever comfortably go in something like that not memorized. That's just weird to me. Yeah. And doesn't that just look professional, I would assume? Yeah. It, tells, it also sends Definitely. a message that you take your job seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know? I remember I had to, like, for that Chicago Met audition, I was trying to memorize all five scenes i didn't i'm a dumbass and didn't read in the breakdown you only have to memorize two out of the five yeah so like i tried to go for all five Let's listen number two read the breakdown yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you know what you know what's crazy i i did read it and then i i guess i read it wrong i you know i i took it for something else but i tried to memorize all five scenes and then i came in and i was like you know what I'm going to have to read it off the paper because I just screwed myself. So I come in with the paper and I go, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't have this memorized. And they go, oh, no, it's it's totally fine. And they were making me feel great because yeah. that's yeah. what they're great at is, like, making you feel yeah. good. And then they go, so which two out of the five scenes do you want to do? And I can – they're already filming me. I want I will pay to get this footage of my face like, <laughs> oh, oh, the, the two? Um, oh, let's start with the first and, uh, oh, I don't know, the last? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. God, dude! Yeah. Like, and they're like, "Yeah, sure." So I read off, I I read off the thing. I had no choice. I tried to kind of like go off the paper, you know. But yeah, and then Did you, you read know, like shit, dude. There's this one part where I had like this move, like my where I make my face kind of cringe up because I'm trying to hold in some tears. I did. I forgot about it, but then I I was like. Oh, I gotta do that. So I did the face, and it just was so unnatural, unnecessary. And after I did, I go, I'm like, you can tell my face is just going, fuck, that looked bad. Yeah. And 
It was just like after they were like, oh. If I wasn't in the face, I just, I'd jump out and slap you in the face. I just stood up. Yeah, like I just stood up. And they were like, okay, yeah, that was great. And they're already like kind of pushing me yeah, out of the room. Exactly. It's like, you're yeah. done, dude. And I was, they might as well have given me a lollipop. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Like, it was like, that was how bad that audition in was. In a protective helmet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Tony, do you have any uh, like horrible auditions yeah. that stick yeah, out? I, I, I have one where I, uh, I got pissed off at the director, you know. <laughs> what? And crumpled up my sides and threw them at his chest. What? Okay, you got to start at the, start told, the beginning. Start at the uh, beginning. Was it a famous director? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of that I want to really yeah. want to. No, I would. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it out there. But, <laughs> but um, I would. I, I had a guy. I had a guy say something kind of nasty to me, and. Uh, well, and what, he, he, what did he say? He's, he's kind of. Look, I, I can't really tell you. Yeah. You know. Um, but, but it was, it, it was enough to take me from being in, you know, reasonably good mood cause it was a big show and, uh, it what? made a snotty kind of sending remark and, and it was pointed directly at me, you know, uh, purposely. Yeah, yeah. And named me in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're in a room full of people, you know, and, uh, he kind of snickers and looks around at his, you know, the people who were with him for the reading and i thought uh, i'm just not going to take this shit yeah you know? so i walked up to him and i got uncomfortably close i crumpled up my sides and i bounced him off his chest and um then he started going oh hey i was kidding I, and i just pointed at him i never said a word i just pointed at him and kind of shook my head and that stopped that, you know. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I left. There's a difference. And then I didn't get another audition for four years. <laughs> you know? No Word way. Word got out. Word yeah. Got oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. What did your agent the... say when? Uh, nothing good, man. Yeah, I bet. You know, nothing good. You know. Um, I bet you got reamed for that. Uh, yeah. I mean, and 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 I think deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, I think that. You know, when you do this as a pro, you just water off a duck's ass. You kind of smile. You just file it away. Okay, this guy's an asshole. You know, yeah, there's a but and there's... then uh, and and you don't let anybody. You know, you don't let anybody see a bleed. You know, I yeah. mean, there's a difference between those auditions though, and and like improv oh, ones that are just like fucked up no I've no 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 i'm, ta no, I'm talking about like on camera auditions versus like theater improv auditions like improv auditions 50 percent of it's out of your hand you're doing it with a partner mm -hmm. so i mean you can make you can do as much as you want to do to strengthen your scene and help yourself that's what you should do but there's no guarantee that your partner is going to give you anything great Good to stuff. work with yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think there was another thing. Uh, I'm I'm studying under uh, Susan Messing, and she says whenever I go to like this, like I watch an audition, and I'm like trying to choose a cast, I hate it. I can't watch them anymore because I look at all these people going through hell. And I think that's... oh yeah, I mean it's 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 brutal, man. Yeah. It? You, you you never get around the idea that you're being assessed, you're well, being judged. Yeah, you know and what I, mean? I I kind of when I was looking in the back line, I just saw everybody stiff as a brick. And just like, well, when am I going to get called? Because you get called, and then someone has to go up there yeah. with a called name and, and do a scene. And you do two scenes. You get called, and then you you go up there with the, a person mm -hmm. who gets called, right? So, yeah, I mean, like, I was looking around, and everyone is miserable. It, yeah. And it, yeah, and nobody's... I, I wouldn't say I mean it's really weird because a lot of guys are like happy to see each other, you yeah. know, because you, you you only see these guys at auditions or in theater and stuff like yeah. that. And then you're realizing, oh, you know, I got to I got to read against my friends. Yeah. I got to you know, it's a, it is an odd way. I went to a weird audition um and it was it was kind of cool. It was actually good. Where there were no sides or anything. I just went in and it's for it was for Joe Swanberg's uh series Easy, which is great show. Here. Yeah, great yeah, show. yeah, wonderful show. Yeah. My buddy Michael Chernis from Patriot was on one of them and it was great. And you just walked in, you sat down, you had a conversation with the person filming the conversation. There was no, you know, yeah. like hoops to jump through or anything. 
it was kind, it was kind of a cool way to have an audition. You know, I mean, it was. Uh, uh, I felt at ease. If Joe Swanberg is listening to this, I really want to do an episode of Easy with me and my dad. <laughs> I think we could. I think we can get a really good episode. We could be streets Joe. and sand guys. So, Joe, please. <laughs> yeah. I secretly have your email for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. So don't make me email. I really you. like. I really like that show though. You it's know. great. You know who's good in it is Hannibal Burris. He's great. Mark yeah. Maron was great in it. Mark Maron was great in it. It's I a love Chicago that one. show. Yeah, they're yeah. Exposing, I mean, it really is. They're exposing parts of Chicago and, that nobody has yet. Before. Yeah, dark matter is in it. You know the 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 coffee place. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that bike shop on. Um, Oh, it's right yeah. by Fireside I mean, I Bowl. Really, yeah, I really well, like they, it. They yeah. shoot in yeah. Lemmings. They've shot in there. Yeah. Mark Maron's apartment is my old buddy Matt's apartment above Lemmings. Oh, is that right? right? Yeah, you said yeah. that. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. My friend Angie Mead, um, who's in Redgrave, she was in she was in the Mark Maron episode also. She was the one that like broke up with him at dinner at the beginning of the at the episode. Oh yeah, God, that was funny. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I I have the utmost respect for Joe Swanberg. I really do. Like that guy's put out an insane amount of work, but I am bored stiff when I watch his films. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I can't. I just. I just feel like nothing ever happens. I have to be well, honest. I'm not, I don't. I. I, I really. Don't, I, don't I don't think really, I've seen any of his films. I haven't seen any films. I've just seen Easy. You know. I mean, I know. I know who he is because he's made a bunch of films in Chicago. But yeah, you know, I got Mumble Easy Core. because Easy's on. Uh, yeah. on, on. I think Amazon, and um, or Netflix. One of those, and uh, I stumbled across it. And I really enjoyed it. I really liked it a lot. He's yeah. d- he's done incredible. I, I, the show's all right. I I mean I like it because it, it does show off Chicago. I'm like oh I know that intersection or you know that part or whatever. And I and I do like that. I, I think I, he has. A, I also think he has an instinct for people's idiosyncratic idiosyncratic uh, kind of traits. And insecurities yeah. and secrets and there's and all of there's his something films. really there. You in know? All of his films, I think, play to that. As did well. yeah. too. Did he, he knows direct- we're all just poor weak animals, you know, trying to get something to eat and bone each other. Did he know? direct VHS? I didn't see VHS. This kind of it's kind of a nice horror movie. I liked it at least. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I was kind of the only one. You know. By the way, uh, speaking of our podcast, we. Had Sadea uh, Rafai in here uh, a couple of weeks ago. I saw her new play, Max, um, The Talk House at Red Orchid. Yeah. And man, it's great. Yeah. And she is like absolutely on fire in the thing. She is phenomenal. That's great. You loved it. Mom loved it. I yeah. know that. Yeah. Go and check it out, man. It's really good. It's, I will. It, one of these theater pieces, it kind of like eats its own. It, uh, it, it's a, a Wallace Shawn play and. Uh, I loved it, you know. Um, I also love Red Orchid because they are right in your lap there. I mean, I'm sitting as close to you as I'm sitting right now. That's how close the action is. Oh. I I don't... uh, What? I don't know if I like plays like that. No, I I will see the show, but like I... when When you're too close to the actor and they do like the stuff where they even like look at you... And you're like, oh, this is so awkward. The actors like performing. Oh man, no, I, 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 you know, when Shakespeare was first written, it was written for the public square. Those, those plays were performed outside. I know, I know. But there were guys like selling chickens and nuts and shit. That was okay. I mean, that was a different time. I'm talking about 2013 in my directing one class. You know, we're doing a play from Angels in America. We're doing a scene from that. Yeah. And this girl is just hamming it up. And looking like at the whole directing class, like eye to eye, like you know, doing a scene, and I was—it's just one of those things where I was like, okay, if I ever direct or act, I'm never, and if I catch an actor doing that, I'm gonna be like, please never do that. <laughs> please know that I want like a scene, not like some interactive uh, thing. I don't. Hey, and maybe there's people. I think it depends on the the particular. Work of art. I mean, the the work of yeah, the may, play. Maybe you know? there's people who you know love that and and like to be a part of the show as audience members. 
No, this wasn't like but, that. I mean, they were just really close. But it's, this it's was like, like we were in the same room with yeah, them. Okay, you know? yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. But this was like a scene, and like she was doing a monologue, and as she's doing the monologue, she's like looking at like us as like, and we're being audience members because we have to watch what our fellow directors. Oh, are, she was just milking doing. the audience. It was weird. It was weird. I just don't like the. There's only so much of the interaction pandering, with the, the pandering crowd and nature that I yeah. that I can do in theater, and I think. Well, that's why yeah. I never wanted to do one-man shows. That's why I, all, all those shows ever there were always yeah, some you, other actors. I mean, in you, it cause, I mean, you interact with the crowd a bit too, and I, I and I don't. But yeah, but not. It's it, kind of different. You're not yeah. doing like you're not doing like some sort of monologue that's like that's with another scene partner, and you're ta- you're supposed to be talking to them, and then you turn your back on them and just start looking at the audience like. Look at me. Well, I mean, the first thing we did with our shows is come right out and talk to the audience. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was it was not not ever meant to preserve the fourth wall. Yeah, it wasn't like a pure no, theater piece. No, it, was, no. it, was a, it was like a performance piece. Yeah, like and, it, and it had some piece, it yeah. had some it had some stand up aspects to it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't all just storytelling. You know, you had some jokes. Yeah. You had some you had some punchlines there. So and I, you know what? You're also yourself though too. Yeah. I mean you're a little bit of the character or the persona of mm-hmm. Tony Fitzpatrick, but yeah. as an audience member, you know, you do feel like you're talking to us, you know? Yeah. But I don't I, I never felt I was a part of the show myself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well I I think No, I, think... I mean we we just I think I just want the audience to know that I, I'm aware they're there. It's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. It's not like I'm pretending I, I'm. You I know. think I think that's the way that's set up. That's okay. But like yeah. when you're doing Angels in America, and it's like, you know, there's supposed it's to be the doing scene, d- you know? dinner theater. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> so. it's a little it's a little off putting. But um, yeah, uh, I saw Blade Runner. You saw the second Blade Runner. I saw okay. the second Blade Runner. Okay. Spill. I like the first two hours, and then they kind of set up the last 45 minutes for Harrison Ford just to kind of reappear. How long is it? It's two hours and 45 minutes. Hey, and don't, I Don't go deep yet. I haven't seen this. I hate three-hour movies. It's got it's got to be really good. Don't well, it's, it's that two hours, 45 minutes. It's really not a three-hour movie. Two hours and four. Oh, you're right. It's only 15 minutes away from being three yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh God, dude! Are you kidding me? Well, you sat That's through the Hateful time. Eight. You the know, Hateful Eight was had an intermission. One. Oh, did it Two. really? Yeah. It was not. Yeah, it it's nonstop. You got to get up, man, because your ass falls asleep. It's your not, ass gets all tingly and stuff, Blade and all sweaty Runner, and shit, Blade especially Runner. if you're asleep. Especially if you're at the music box. Yeah. Yeah, boy, they could invest in some comfortable chairs. Blade Runner has these like minute long landscape, golden desert scenes, and then the synth coming in like meow, 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 and then you're like, yeah, and you're like, this is awesome, but dude, like. We got what? <laughs> Speed it up. Two more hours <laughs> of this. Get Jesus. Can you dude. get a move on? Skippy chop yeah. chop, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling's awesome in it, man. And uh, a lot of the new ideas um, that Dennis uh, Villain Villanueva, Villanueva, Villanueva yeah. used, they were awesome. But he also did some things where it was like he was answering questions that we asked ourselves after the first one. And it's like, yeah. hey, man, like let those questions be. Don't think you have to answer them because you get the privilege of directing a sequel. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to know why Harrison Ford is the way he is in a sequel. I, I Does like. Does it tell you whether he <laughs> continued? I, I don't, to... No, 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 no. Don't ask. No, me. no, don't no. Ask. Yeah, yeah. I won't spoil too much, but, <laughs> but well. I, he answered a lot of questions that were cool to be questions from the first I just first wanted one. to and, know if from the first one if he was still boning that replicant. Uh, the Harrison Ford character. Find out in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So you're you're Good recommending answer, it? Oh yeah, Chris. I mean, we got to go see this. If man. you're a if I'm you're in. a fan of Blade Runner, why would you not go and see like the seat? Why would you not go and see something like that? I haven't, I haven't had time like to get there. No, know? no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, not. Of course, yeah. if you don't have time, that that's a perfectly fine reason. I'm saying, if you're a fan of the first movie, why wouldn't you just go and see? If the sequel's I'm thinking worth about it. going to see it on the IMAX screen. That's a waste. Really? It's, it's not 3D, is it? 
I, I, well, I, I don't know. I didn't pay for that. Okay. I just, I, just I, I mean, I, I would go see the IMAX, but I do not want to, yeah. I don't know 3D for me. Yeah. With franchises, I don't I love, like putting on the stupid glasses. Then, yeah. You know? yeah. These are your 3D glasses. Well, with franchises, I love, I just try to come in with the most neutral perspective. So I'm not going to, you know, hire my expectations and be like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm getting it 3D. And I'm Chris, not going to lower yeah. my expectations and say I'm not seeing this. I, I'll give it a chance. Mm. Yeah. Chris, what are you hearing about it? I hear I've I've heard kind of mixed things. I've heard uh, a few people who just absolutely love it. The, uh, one of the reviews I said that it looked like a Philip K. Dick novel reads, yeah. which really gets me excited. That's exactly that's kind of what I love. Lower what I loved uh, about the first. The one. first two yeah. hours of that movie are very solid, man. Yeah. yeah. I. I think you'll know what I mean when Harrison Ford comes in. There's a lot of just, I mean, is this there guy, a lot of cap and replicants and shit? Uh, can I answer that one? Yeah, yeah, of course. This okay. is Blade Runner. Um, it's Blade Runner. These are Blade yeah. Runner. That's yeah. what Blade Runners are. You know, yeah. that's what they do. It yeah. is what they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's it's solid. It's solid. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything, and I don't want to. Um, discourage people from going to see it you should go see it have an opinion you know i <laughs> i don't um i don't know what to think of it totally though all right all right yeah. chris let's go before i leave um i'm in i'm in okay, cool. yeah. for sure cool for sure cool so uh more harvey weinstein stuff i got oh, into more? this i got into this a, a little bit with jennifer reader yeah i guess we didn't talk week. about it Dude, he's a scum. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, yeah. he's like, absolutely awful. You but know, it's, it's it has started uh, this campaign, this on um, social media, uh, Me Too. Yeah, you know, and I I have to tell you, when I looked through my feed, I was astonished at just how many, all practically every woman I know has been. Accosted or molested or harassed, harassed. harassed yeah, you know, I'm, you know, um, I mean, it's a, it's a really despairing kind of. Uh, it made me think. I, uh, I hate uh, to say, I really hate to say this, but I wasn't surprised. Like, really, yeah, man. Like, there's a part of our world that's very um, just misinformed about, you know, what's appropriate. Behavior. Just what's appropriate, you know. You know what? I think what it is makes, a what is a relationship? What yeah. is you know what is love? What is? I think a lot of people are misinformed on these things, and they just sort of act accordingly to what they are exposed to, which could be media, their parents, yeah, um, you know, their outside role models, and it really well, messes up exactly what this whole. You know, thing I thought about is. this because you and I, I used to love this movie, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, you know, because uh, I thought it was really, really funny. And you look at it, and, and it's a a movie that's based on a lot of really awful behavior toward women. You know, and and now I feel yeah, I never thought about feel that. fucking grimy for like I never thought it. about it's that. It's like I think the campaign will have one uh, one of the great things that will come of it is it'll make men take a long look inward. Well, we definitely need to change the way that um, men are raised. I don't think yeah. that. You know, being a man, you know, at the age of five is, oh, can my son hit the ball a straight line? It's like, dude, if he can't, it doesn't mean he's any less masculine than the boys that are around him playing ball. You know, I think we need to, like, change the way we raise boys. You know, I think uh, we raise them in this, like, competitive, really uh, over-exaggerated atmosphere. I don't think I did that with you. I no, mean, I think, no. I, I mean, no. I, I, I never felt. I never. I was kind of always confused by competition for a long time. I never yeah. really. I, I think I blame the one guy that got me really like competitive as a human being. It was probably uh, my buddy Miles O'Hare, but it was never in this like sports aspect or something. It was just like more of like this confidence because he always carried himself with this really great confidence and. You know, I I wasn't not confident, but I was always like, you know, we. It wasn't just me, but always was like, man, how can Miles just do that? How can you just say that? 
And then you realize well, Miles, like, since he was ten years yeah. old, has always thought he's half a hundred. Oh yeah, of know? course, of course. But um, but it, it's just that confidence and like that like kind of competitive spirit, not in this like real, you know, masculine way, but like this like, hey, I just want to be the best person I can be today. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I don't know if he knows this, but I've, ever since like I've kind of figured that out in him, I've always tried to follow that suit. I don't do the best job, but yeah. you know, every now and then I get it. But uh, I, th- but, but like in general, what I bring you back to say is like before that mindset, competition and 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 like sports, like that stuff would like I like sports. The idea of conquering, but I yeah, think. but like yeah. the whole like the whole competition and and like. Man, you're a insert homophobic slur over here, you know, <clears throat> because yeah. you didn't do this. It's like, man, that always turned me off, and it took me yeah. so long to get into like competitive sports and, and like even playing it and stuff because it's like I associated it with all this like really pretentious macho bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just appalled at reading the accounts of all. Uh... From all the women who yeah. this, this guy had been uh, absolutely abusive to. I mean, yeah. you know, bordering on and including, you know, the claims of rape. I mean, it's, it's just. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it seems to that this thing's been unearthed in a way that's uh, in, yeah. in some ways really healthy. I mean, it's making men take a step back and, and think. Wow, I don't ever want to be perceived as anything like this. Yeah. How, how it's, do I? It's revealing for sure. Avoid that paradigm. You it's know? it's for sure revealing, and it's got some guys saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm a part of the problem." And I think, yeah. you know what? I think, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I've left. I think you that's know, so fair to say. Yeah, I've made I some. Left at sexist jokes. Yeah, and, you know, I, you know, I've, I, yeah, I think, I think. I think we can easily say we've been a part yeah. of the problem, at least to a certain degree, at one point in time. You know, yeah. and it's. I mean, this is definitely it is a wake up call. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not. I think one good thing that's I'm not going to watch Wedding Crashers again. I just. Uh, it's going to be hard, and, and actually, kind of should know better. You yeah, know? but. Um, you know, you, you get presented with that kind of humor, and you're so used to laughing at it, and that's part of the problem. Is that you know, men are used to this certain kind of uh, privilege, uh, and yeah, you know, we're gonna have to, you know, dial that back and think about it and realize that uh, it's responsible for a lot of the harm that gets done to you know the other gender, or better said, fifty percent of the people on this planet. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's. It was it was for sure yeah it was for sure eye opening yeah but again I I I wasn't I wasn't really surprised like that mm-hmm. that it happened because there's just a lot of sick dudes out there and I re- like and I you know like even when you're in the presence of like someone kind of sick in the head and misinformed it's so the most difficult part is trying to open up a conversation with them and try to like make them think the other way yeah and yeah as as much as like i encourage they get used to their bigotries uh and 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 you know yeah i encourage everyone to have that conversation but i don't blame anyone for not thinking it's easy like not feeling like it's easy or or, you know and and feeling like it's no because hopeless to change someone because it must it must social media lots of guys are like running for the hills like oh this is more PC gone awry. Yeah, you know, and like, I, I really hate that term PC. I think I get I, mean, it's a I valuable get, conversation. I get the know? term, but like I just don't get I don't get it's always like it's always like, oh, you're just trying to correct me. It's like, yeah, because you're wrong, man. Yeah. And it has nothing to really do with politics as much as it has to do with us kind of progressing in the world, in behaving general. better, yeah, just not, behaving better. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't I mean, think it's. I, I don't think it's an accident that a, a lot of this has been unearthed and excavated during the Trump years. I mean, I think it's time to examine all yeah. of the uh, kind of hateful attitudes that you know we carry around as men. You know, particularly uh, you know straight white men. I mean, they they seem to be the one who are the source of all of this fucking tyranny. Yeah, you know? and I mean, they straight white men, 
such as ourselves, you know, I mean, well, I think we see a lot of... So sometimes we're even unaware of the privilege because oh, of course. We, we're used to having it. And it's... Uh, well, I think, um, I think they see the... You know, the idea that this privilege is being called out or a lot of white straight guys think they're being like controlled now. Yeah. And that's not true. It's just they're being pointed out information that they just never wanted to hear. You know, if they take a longer thought about it in a weird way, they're kind of being set free right now. But it's like, look, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Harbor right? this. You don't have to carry this this antipathy and this anger and this. You know, you can let go of all of these old uh, tropes. Be more you know? honest with yourself. I... Yeah, and every and subsequently everybody else. I anyway, mean, it's, it's just got me thinking. I mean, I watched, I went through my feed for the last two days, and at one point I tried to count it. I stopped at about a thousand B twos. You know, and it just, uh, you know, when when I first saw it, at first you just you despair of the species. Then secondly, it's like. Maybe, you know, a lot of the guys who saw this would take the attitude that I took. That it, it's time for a long work inward, you know, and and to think about what you can do to make the world uh, a less kind of frightening place for women and girls. And uh, Yeah, well, you know. I think I think we got to understand that, that, like, the whole, like, that whole, like, uh, men are strong and, and, and built to be hunters and gatherers. And females are, are weak, but and they're meant to, you know, please and and uh, oh, all this the, the bullshit, biological bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that that was kind of like made out of like days when like that's just how it was, and now everything's yeah. evolved, and it's like we don't need to. Well, there be were like also that. all of the major religions buttressing those very attitudes. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure, and, uh, for sure. Anyway, it got me thinking. Um, uh, plus, I leave pretty soon. We have to tell uh, our faithful listeners, all like two of them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, to those two listeners yeah. who've been listening Chris's to the podcast mom. Chris's <laughs> yeah. mom. fifty Andra? times a day. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, you're, I'm. I'm. You're leaving, leaving from about, Paris. Yeah, I'm leaving in about twelve days in Paris. Paris, France. Paris, France. Paris, France. And uh, yeah, I'm shooting the second season of Patriot and. Uh, I'll be gone for five and a half months. We're still gonna uh, do bits from you know from Paris and and uh, do other stuff. Yeah, how um, recording some stories that I've written and uh, and there's gonna be kind of less of this back and forth talk. Sort of, it's sort of gonna well, be shortened down, back, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah. but when you get back, we're gonna kind of change up the format a little bit i think i think well a little bit yeah well, well a little bit not all the way uh just <laughs> yeah but i think um i think we're gonna do more you know segment stuff i think we're gonna do more top i want i want to do a top 10 movie list somewhere in the future i want to do some uh oh yeah some well, we gotta talk about we maybe some skits yeah uh, can we talk know? about why we're gonna make these changes no, we met with somebody who gave us a lot of good uh, pointers about the podcast, and they like it very much. And, um, you know, plus me and Max are working on a little segment called Streets and Sand. That's uh, not true. Chris Chris, 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 has, Chris has invented this. We are all working on <laughs> this. We are all together. working on I, I had to say Chris's name it's like three called, times. I work for the city. <laughs> We've had a lot of experiences with guys who work for the city lately, and uh, oh joy. You'll hear more about that in upcoming podcasts. But as for this one, hey, thanks for being with us. This is our 10th one. This is Max and Tony signing off. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you for tuning in to our 10th episode. Holy moly, we made it to 10. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Kevin Nance's The Way We Live Now. If you want to access the podcast through Tony, go to TonyFitzpatrick.co or enter his 
Twitter handle at this train or his Instagram handle at Tony Fitzpatrick nine. If you want to access the podcast through me, go to maxwellfitzpatrick.com or my Twitter and Instagram handle at Max Fitzpatrick. Tune in next time for episode 11. We'll have a guest. He might be my age. We might have a young guest. This isn't a drill. All right. See you next time.